I don't understand how how a Zoom dick can happen. A- and also, you never hear of women having like Zoom vag or like, <laughs> women are like like it just doesn't seem like that strain of fucking indecency happens with women. But men are caught with their pants down, taking a piss, wanking off. I fucking love the story. I just don't understand it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lainey Louie, talk show host and entertainment reporter. I'm also the editor of LaineyGossip.com and oh, I am a BTS Yeah, fan. you are. I'm Sasha Tong. I am a producer at an entertainment show here in Canada. I'm also a fashion and beauty columnist on LaineyGossip.com. And, and I am not a big BTS fan. But this is What's Your Drama, where we gossip about you. So what would you do if, I mean, because we hear all these stories, like at the beginning of COVID, when people are first starting to get on Zoom calls and like, I guess the excuse back then was like, you weren't familiar of with course. the process yet, right? So there was, I, I remember there's this one guy who like, I don't know, forgot to turn his video off and like stood up and he was in his underwear. One person but goes to the bathroom. Now, yeah. But now it's next level. Like at the Supreme Court, I think someone was peeing. Um but now it's next level. Like this is, is, can you use the excuse anymore? Because this Zoom dick thing, um, I can't get enough of this story and I know you can't either. I, I am, I'm, I'm frazzled by it because I don't, I need you to set the scene for me. Corey told me about it last night and I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, the guy yeah. from CNN who looks like Al Sharpton, like Zoom dick. What the fuck are you talking about? Al Sharpton? No. What are you talking about? No, Al Sharpton. Well, sorry. No. Al Franken. Al Franken. <laughs> right. Al Franken. Sorry. Okay. So, so he was, he also is like a, a writer for the New Yorker. Yes. The fucking New Yorker. And so at the New Yorker, they were doing an election simulation. So they were all, they were all role playing, you know, different kinds of people. Yep. Um, and apparently, according to the Vice reporting, at one point he tilted his camera down and you could see his fucking dick and I he can't. was pulling on it. And then he also at one point uh, got up and left. So the dot, dot, dot assumption would be that he left to go like complete the job. Right. And then came back and – I think maybe his dick was still out. Anyway, that that's what it is. And then when he was called on it, he was like, oh, shit. You know, I thought I had my video off. I, oh, are you playing with fire at that point <laughs> in your life? What kind of risk taker are you? That you? Okay, but there was two screens. He said there was two screens. He, had, he thought he was operating like he was looking at another screen. Wanking off is what the word I, is. Either way, I don't understand how – how a Zoom dick can happen. A- and also, you never hear of women having, like, 
Zoom badge or (laughs) women are like, like, it just doesn't seem like that strain of fucking indecency happens with women. But men are caught with their pants down, taking a piss, wanking off, watching porn. Like, it just is so I I fucking love the story. I just don't understand it. (laughs) Well, I I agree. I mean, like, listen, it's healthy and we all need to do it. Like, it's fine. It's not the act of it. It's just that, like, he said, yeah, he said he had another screen. So presumably while he was Zooming, he was also, he had another tab open and, like, he had some some fucking porn up on the other tab. And, but, but that's still my thing because if I'm going to rub one out, I, I, I'm definitely not rubbing one out while other people are talking about this crazy ass <laughs> election course. coming up and the word Trump coming up every and you're other, like, oh, like oh, oh, every yes. other word. And I'm like, oh, oh. like, <laughs> no, that, you know, I can, there may be, uh, listen, if in a t- different scenario, let's say that they were having a zoom call and they were talking about, I don't know, gardening and he was really attractive. No, you to, still wouldn't. I don't know. It's just so, that is what it is. It's like, that would be the, but that's me. Maybe he fucking gets off on people talking about the election and the word Trump over and over again while he's watching whatever kind of kink he's watching on his other tab. Or he just wants to flick the fucking bean whenever the fuck he wants to, which could be at 10 a.m., 4 p.m. during a Zoom meeting talking about Trump. My thing is, I wonder, though, if it's that, like, you know, when people love to, like, fuck in public or, like, is that where we've gotten to in COVID because no one can be in public? Like, that's his thing. It's like, oh, my God, it's so naughty that, like, everyone from CNN or whatever or the New York Times is on this. I'm just going to fucking wank one out right now. Like, is it – I wonder if it has that element of, like – thrill thrill. Yeah. Sure. I mean – Listen, I think that we all surreptitiously do things on a Zoom call. Like, I don't know, a few weeks ago on a Zoom call, I had an itchy nipple. Okay. So I was like, how can I fucking scratch my nip? <laughs> but So what did you do? <laughs> well, then I kind of moved out of camera. And rubbed it with like your elbow. Yeah. I mean. No, 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 no. I moved out of camera range and scratched it with my finger. Right. Okay. I think. Especially women out there, we all know when you have a fucking itchy nipple, it's like, like how can you focus? Right. <laughs> I don't know why anybody has their camera on anymore. As you saw in our meeting today, cameras off, dudes. Cameras off. Most of the time, like there are lots of meetings where I keep my camera off, but I, I also think that there are times when someone is like, I don't know, sharing or whatnot. I will. I want to be present, and but of yeah, course, there yeah. are a lot of times when I'm I'm audio and video are off for me, but I'm paying attention. And then there are sometimes when I just come back on just to prove to the eyeballs that are watching, hey, I'm here, yeah. and I'm present, I'm paying attention. Can we just go back right? to Zoom, Dick? Though, did people see his dick, or they just yes people because the camera got tilted down yeah. while he was yeah. fucking, and that's the thing. Also, <gasps> everybody so should mortifying. Know this, but at, at any point, if you're on camera on a Zoom call, someone can capture the screen with their phone. Ugh. So when he pulled his dick out, if I were on that call, uh, I would have pulled, pulled I my phone you. out and I would have been I would have been like, let me just document this. That is mortifying, though. That is mortifying. And you would have too, I would hope. Well, I would have let you do the dirty work so that it could be on the group <laughs> chat because that's typically how it goes. I keep my hands clean, yo. 
Anyway, um, please tell us if you have any Zoom dick stories. Yeah, or all the Zoom dick stories. Kind of, or similar, or whatever, because, uh, yeah, this is, I'm, but this is a thing. If we're in it for a little while longer, yes, there are going to be Zoom snafus. Oh. Just this was the most egregious <laughs> case of a Zoom snafu. When I saw it trending on Twitter, I was like, yes, please. Zoom and dick then is I was the like, funniest. What? Zoom dick is what? the funniest thing to try. I did not expect it would be him. No. Anyway. Anyway, we ready to get to questions? Yes. All right. First question. Hi, Sasha. Here's my drama for you. During the summer, I met N and I fell hard. We had amazing chemistry. Okay. Can I just call it his name? Like, let's just call him Nate. Okay. Nate. Okay. N. Okay. Uh, During the summer, I met Nate and I fell hard. We had amazing chemistry, many things in common, and we progressed very quickly and intensely. He made me feel beautiful, wanted, and I felt a connection with him that I hadn't for many years with other men I've dated. When we ended our dates and I came home, I would often flop on my bed in pure happiness, butterflies, all that cheesiness that a 29-year-old watching too many rom-coms experiences. Everything seemed so great, but there were also downs. He consistently needed attention all day via text which at first was flattering, but afterwards tiresome, as I had a day job as well. He also said I made him feel self-conscious, and many of our conversations ended up only being about us and the relationship. We broke things off after about two months together because he didn't want to proceed with being exclusive, saying that there were too many red flags. Oh, I wasn't expecting it to go there. Okay, in hindsight, he made me experience many emotional ups and downs during the short time we were together, and it was very relieving not to be on this emotional roller coaster anymore. I still missed him, but never backtracked and deleted him off my contacts. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Fast forward a month later, I meet A, okay, let's say Alex, right? And A is kind, smart, funny, and I can tell he likes me a lot. He's stable. Doesn't make me feel like a crazy person. I feel very secure and comfortable with him. We've only been together for two months, but I'm not feeling the flop on my bed in pure happiness. I can't believe I found this guy sort of butterflies that I experienced with Nate. Maybe it's because Nate made me feel the highest of highs, but also the lowest of lows. But in your lady's opinion, are sparks necessary? It sounds silly, but do I need to feel butterflies with A, with Alex? I feel secure and comfortable with him and can see myself going down a long-term route with Alex. Do sparks just take time? And because I was so wrapped up with Nate, I just need time to let that fade. What were your experiences being with your now partners? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Please call me Jay. Okay. So Jay, we've got Nate. And Alex and Jay for uh, Jennifer. Okay. There. Jennifer, Nate, and Alex. <clears throat> well, mm-hmm. I think Jennifer is coming at us pretty sane. Her mind is pretty sound in terms of like the scenario that is at uh, at the at play right now. Yep. And I can't help but think that, yeah, like where she says how she felt those highs and those lows. And when you feel that kind of roller coaster of emotions – you're kind of always like that guy ends up being like a, like a drug for you. So yeah, you do get those fucking butterflies. You do want to see what's around the corner next because it's always fucking different. Um, mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, you meet uh, Alex and things just feel safe and stable. So do you equate that to not feeling butterflies? Like, I don't know. I feel like she needs like that period of of homeostasis where she can like kind of have some stability before she makes a judgment call on Alex. Do I think butterflies are important? Do I think being excited about your new partner is important? Of course. But if you're comparing it to something that was, let's be honest, dysfunctional beforehand, I don't know if she's coming at it at the right mindset right now. Yeah. 
like if there was no Nate and you were like, Alex, like when I come home after I see him, I'm not flopping on my bed. And like, I don't know, it turns into like a rom-com montage, Mm. then it would be one thing. But, you know, I agree with you. I think that the intensity that you just came off of is so fresh. Yeah. I don't think it's fair to Alex. Yeah. But she does ask, so what was your, like, I mean, and that's what she asked us how like our current relationships happened. And I didn't have the same butterflies. Um, You're flaunting your hair at me right now. No, I'm trying to rub my scalp. (laughs) It hurts. You know when you have your hair up and then you get that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, (laughs) I feel like you're doing this thing where you're like, oh, look at my, I'm just going to let my long locks come down from its bun and shake it all around. We are currently uh, in uh, a hair growing competition. Yeah, we are. And and I would like to tell you that when you told me my hair was short, um, my hair is down past my boobs. Where's your hair? It just that day, it looked shorter. It's also down past my boobs. Okay, so our hair is the exact same length right now. It, I'm just saying that day, I it looked a little bit shorter. Okay, sorry. Let's go back to Jennifer. <laughs> um, where was I? Right, Corey. I didn't have butterflies like I did about uh, other past boyfriends because, granted, the other past people were dysfunctional and crazy and made me feel insane. And sometimes that insanity feels like excitement. Um, But I loved, when I met Corey, I loved that he, well, he's insane, but I loved the safety of the relationship. I loved the Mm -hmm. stability. I loved the fact that I could trust him. Um, And those grew into not butterflies, but real feelings, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I feel like you have Um, to wait for those because butterflies don't really mean fucking much because I'll tell you, butterflies fade quickly no matter what. Yep. I will say that I'm not saying that this is uh, this applies to you and Corey. However, I also think that there's this old saying and I think people of an older generation say it more often, but it doesn't suck to be the person who likes or does isn't how do I say this? It doesn't suck to be the person in a relationship who is loved more. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're saying that… Like everything, yes. Listen, in a perfect world, open up your textbook about love. You should love equally. But at the same time, sometimes it just so happens that people are like… One person's way more into the other and the other takes a little bit longer to come around. There's a chase. And in that… Yeah. And in that time, if you're the person who needs a little bit more time to come around, you should enjoy that. Like yeah. looking back, I remember when if looking back, um, because I was around when you and Corey started, mm-hmm. the read I had on that was, oh my God, he is coming for her. Oh, heart. heart. He literally like, like day three came <laughs> with a suitcase into my apartment and was like ready to move in. I was like, pardon me, I haven't even broken yeah. up with my ex-boyfriend yet. <laughs> Right. And yeah. you were getting there. Like you yes. were like, okay, I let me just live here for a minute. Yeah. As you said, you weren't like super intense about no. it. But Corey was super intense about you. And the thing is, is that like in that space, yes. Corey liked you more than you liked him. And that can deflate the butterflies for sure. That can. But it's also, it's about 
your perspective because you're com- if you come at it from a rom-com perspective, of course, you know, especially for women, you're going to be like, oh, but I want what this person had mm-hmm. in that movie. But it's quite enjoyable, actually, to be that Fond over. Yes. Yes. Yeah, uh, yes and no. It depends. It depends who is doing the fawning. But yes, I, I get what you're saying. Generally, yeah, it's very nice to be like the center of attention and being put up on a fucking pedestal every day for nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. But is that where Jennifer's at? Like, she's not saying that this guy, Alex, is Alex just like- Alex seems really into her. Alex is into her. She's into Alex, but she's just saying- do I need to feel all the love feels? Like, do I need to be fucking skipping through fields of grass and fucking wildflowers with him to mean that it is the real deal? Like, is that, she wants to know if that's what she needs to be feeling in this new relationship. And I don't think so. I think you can come at relationships in different ways and they don't have to be like all guns a blazing. Um, they can still be as wonderful without all the fucking fireworks. Yeah. And I also don't think, Jennifer, that you need to put pressure on the relationship. It's been two months. Mm -hmm. Listen, if in two, three, four more months or whatever, you're still feeling really beige about this, then for sure. Then, of course, it's time to be like, do I want to be spending more time with a person who doesn't get me excited? I get that. Yeah. But right now, I think that you're feeling each other out. You're having a good time. You're clearly the person who's being pursued. Like, have fun with that. I agree. Enjoy that. Enjoy the stability of this relationship. Even if it doesn't last for long, it's a nice transition uh, at the very yeah. least. Exactly. Good luck. And yeah, I mean, I guess we don't have to worry about you because look at you. You met a guy who's good to you. He's not giving you any grief. Let's let's live here in this 2020 space. I think you're good. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I love that you picked Nate, though, for that first guy's name, because Nate's such a good name for somebody who just, like, makes you yeah. feel fucked. <laughs> anyway, okay, go on. Totally. <laughs> Nate is a total fuck boy. Totally. Um, okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, hi, Sasha and Lainey. I'm hoping you can give me some advice on a friendship dilemma. I'm in my early 40s and have been friends with my BFF, Stacy since we were five. She moved away when we were kids, but in our late 20s, we reunited in the same city and it was as though we had never been apart. At the time, I was leaving a decade-long abusive relationship and so Stacy and I spent most of our time together. We found ourselves both single, but I was lucky enough to fall in love with uh, I was lucky enough to fall in love soon after with a close guy friend, Will, whom I knew for years. When I did start dating Will, Stacy was jealous that I found a guy so quickly after my toxic relationship. She would make a few snide comments here and there, but those ended when she got into a relationship a few months later. At that time, she sporadically kept in touch. I was enjoying life in my new relationship when suddenly I was in a serious accident and suffered pretty bad injuries where I had to relearn how to walk and eat. I got a text from Stacy here and there, but never really an offer to help. 
Even though we'd only been dating for a few months, Will was my rock who helped me through all the pain and the rehab. I spent years working my way back into regular life, and when I was healthy, my friendship with Stacy became strong again. Will and I eventually got married, had kids, and Stacy did the same with her partner, and our friendship went back to normal. Then, as bad luck would have it again, in my mid-30s, I suffered a fall that left me with a permanent disability, lots of pain, and limited ability to leave the house. Think quarantine, but permanently. Needless to say, my relationship with Stacy dwindled down to, a very few, to very few interactions, which brings us to today. When I do interact with her, it's almost always me initiating. She talks about her life but never asks how I'm doing. I've reflected on my behaviors to see if I'm the problem, but I don't bring up any disability or complain about my current situation when we chat. I stay positive and listen to her issues. Stacy is the last friend I have. All other friends and family have lost touch since my last injury as they don't understand my limitations. I've tried forming new friendships via support groups, but I find them to be very negative and pessimistic. Plus, I'm short on energy, so I reserve all of my strength for my husband and kids. Will suggested that I should just forget about Stacy, as he can be my BFF, but he's already so much to me and oh. does so much for me. Oh my God. I I'm like cry. I know. I'm, <laughs> I feel that same way too. Oh yes. Keep on That going. I don't want him to have to fulfill every rule of the people who I'm missing in my life. So what should I do? Cut off the one friend I have left and just rely on Will or hang on to Stacy in hopes that our friendship gets back to a better place. Thanks so much for your help and give it to me straight. I can handle it. Oh, oh uh, Julia. I, Julia, can you just Julia. come over? Julia, come over. I'll give yeah. you my address. Let's just fucking hang out. I will be your friend. Oh, I hate this so much. I hate this. Julia sounds wonderful. I Julia, yes. After all you've been through, Julia, I mean, yeah. Um... What's that bitch name, Stacy? Um, I okay. So listen, of course, I want to say that bitch, Stacy. But to be fair to Stacy, Julia did say that when they do talk, she doesn't talk about her disabilities. She doesn't talk about her chronic pain. She doesn't talk about anything negative. She's like wants to just keep on being this ray of sunshine, right? So, in all fairness, does Stacy not know? the actual lived reality of what's happening in Julia's life, right? right? So yeah. that's sort of like step one. If you haven't told Stacy actually how you feel, then yes, Stacy can't step up as a friend. Should mm -hmm. Stacy probably know because she knows that you've gotten in not one but two very severe accidents? Shouldn't she know just like intuitively as a fucking friend to step up, yeah. be there to ask the goddamn questions? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I guess for all purposes of what we do here is giving advice and yeah. ideally some good advice is you need to have an open dialogue with Stacey and be like, listen, I think that I've kind of fucked it up here because I haven't told you how badly I need you. Mm -hmm. Right? I agree. Okay. Like it's it's that one – I mean, I think that I, – I think that you walk away – Julia, if you feel like you've left it all on the line. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't sound to me, given your description of, of the friendship and like the, the lingering thoughts that you have about the friendship and your, you, you keep going back to it. I don't know that you feel that you've left it all on the line. Mm -hmm. Like, have you been the person who is like, hey, Stacy, this is who I am. Do you want to be my friend? Mm -hmm. And if you get bullshit back, then yeah, you walk, right? Yeah. You do as Will says and you walk because frankly, that person is not worth your time. 
if you're coming to them and you're like, this is the the reality of my life and I'm in pain a lot. Um, but our friendship was a great source of joy to me and has been, and I would like you to be a bigger part of my life. You know, I think that you have to like go for it first. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the response, then you stop going for it. Or you may be pleasantly surprised. Surprised in the best way, in the most ideal way. Yeah. And that has to happen pretty quickly. Like when you have that conversation, you need to see that um, that course of action from her come right away. And it's funny because remember, like, I don't know if we can air this, but it's not like I'm giving up anything. But um, we were recently interviewed for a book that's coming out about friendships. And I remember the person asked me, um, like, what is the most important um, thing that you look for in a friend. And it is a person for sure when you're fucking down who's there. She was like, not funny. And I was like, fuck funny. I need somebody who will be there for me in the worst of times and who shows up without me asking. That is what I want for friendship. Like I need ride or die. We've talked about that so Mm -hmm. many times. So the fact that you have to ask your friend of what, 20 years, she said, (laughs) to step up is disappointing to me. But because Julia doesn't want to go looking elsewhere, because Julia knows that, you know, having her husband be her BFF at the same time is probably not the best scenario as well, then I want her to, yes, as you said, put it out on the line. But I also do that. And if, if, if Stacey, as I said, doesn't step up, then I think it's time to say bye-bye, Stacey. Like, see you later. Yeah. But you also have to remember, Julia, that friendship right now for a lot of people Um, is not in person. Mm -hmm. You know, we are all strengthening or maintaining our friendships, you know, like this, um, over FaceTime or Zoom calls or whatever. Like, I mean, at least in our world, we haven't really been, especially, we, you know, we used to do some backyard visits, but we stopped those Mm -hmm. because like as soon as schools opened, it, it, it changed the game. Yeah. Right. So, um, friendship is about making that phone call. Um, and it might be not easier, but it might be less awkward to do this final attempt at, at getting to another level in your friendship with Stacy on the phone mm-hmm. or on FaceTime yeah. rather than like, you know, I know that you're at home like most of the time anyway, like that is your life, but everybody else is as well right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So kind of the playing field has been leveled in that sense right. for you. Um, but also it doesn't mean that like, you know, on the one hand, yes, work on uh, uh, laying it on the line with Stacy, But it doesn't mean that that has to be your only source of friendship. I know what you said about support groups and the people you met there were in different stages of their, you know, emotional processing their injuries and their situations. And that's like, that's fair. I get it. Mm -hmm. But as I just said, lots and lots of people are connecting more than ever digitally, especially over the last seven, eight months. And groups of friends are found in different unexpected areas. So I'm just going to give this as an example. You can roll your eyes, Sasha. Mm -hmm. And, and Julia, probably. <laughs> and, Julia. and this doesn't have to be it, but. Oh, for Julia, fuck's sake, you you're going to say BTS what? right now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I okay. am. Okay. But, 
But Julia, what do you love? Like, is it a TV show? Are you a fan of um, a, a certain book series? Are you a fan of a television series? These days, that the, one of the things, the internet is full of trash all the time. But one of the things that it has done for people is, is community. Yep. And the reason I'm citing BTS is because, there, yes, there's a huge BTS fan base. And many of them, in addition to caring about BTS, that is what has initially bonded people. You're hearing that people have formed real friendships. Really? Okay. Virtual meetups. You know, when, before COVID, there were lots of BTS fans, like a person would go to a concert by herself with the understanding that people she had been talking to online would meet her there and they'd all go together. I mean, you and, like, I know for you that sounds crazy and you would never, but would you? This is where Listen. I, I I get I love that advice and I actually think you're so yeah. right and it has so so much value. Example, no, no, but it has so much value. But I'm wondering if somebody who is like of our age who's never done that before, if they can do that. Like, would you do that? Knowing that you love BTS, would you go somewhere by yourself and meet your BTS I've made friends? A new friend this year. Pardon? Yeah. Who is your new friend? Her name is Liz. So okay. uh and you know me, I you don't I, have new friends. Who the fuck exactly, is Liz? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So um, I got an email many months ago. Maybe it was towards the end of 2019. Okay. From a person called Liz, a little bit younger than us, but still like early 30s. Okay. In New York, works in music in, in the music industry adjacent, is a big fan of BTS, but didn't have anyone to share it with. Sent me a long email. Like, academic email thoughts on BTS. Yeah. We started writing emails back to me, like back and forth. Talk about Zoom dick. Zoom dick came out when you read that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh And yeah, like we started exchanging emails for about six months. We'd write to each other maybe once or twice a week. Okay. This is so cute. And then over the last two months, because email is so clunky, we were like, okay, let's WhatsApp. So now we're on WhatsApp and we WhatsApp each other multiple times a day. Right. Okay. This and is… And she is my new friend. As soon as… Co- like, not as soon as, but when this pandemic is You're going to see her. I, we, I am going to New York to meet her. I and love this. Okay. Then I fucking so eat if, my fucking words. Okay. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Julia, what do you love? Mm-hmm. Is it cooking? Is it recipe books? Is it gardening? Because I guarantee you, whatever you love, there's a community out there. And the thing about these online communities is they will embrace people who love the thing that they do. Of and course. then you weed out the, like, the, the crazy ones. And then you kind of, you know, you find the one or two people that you get excited about texting and get excited about exchanging messages with. Okay. I, listen, um, listen, if the person who… I've never seen be friendly can be friends <laughs> with someone this way. Then this is like easy breezy, Julia. But you know what's important too is like I think when Julia was like, you know, I'm f- trying to find these support groups within um, like the commonalities of her disabilities. And it seems like Julia, like her running theme is like, don't fucking bring me down. Like I want to fucking be positive all the time. And I, then of course, right, she finds those those groups, those communities a bit negative because she doesn't want to be reminded of it every time. So Yes, take Lainey's advice, which is find the stuff that does make you fucking stoked and happy and find those online. Um, because, yeah, I think you'll, I think, listen, new friendships can blossom, apparently, 
Oh, so I'm the lamest of them all now. Of all of our friend group, I'm the worst one. So Julia, good luck uh, with Stacy, but also with figuring out what you love and going out and like finding and meeting people who also love the same thing. Yeah. And keep us posted. You're amazing. Yeah, you sound lovely. We adore you. Um, so final question. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My question is about cold sores. I get them about once every two months and I find them to be embarrassing as fuck. I'm recently single and obviously have to tell people I'm hooking up with when I have one, but I have no idea how to bring it up. Should I wait until I have one and be like, oh yeah, no kissing now or preface casual relationships with a talk? I've had them since I was a super young kid and I know they're riddled with stigma and definitely not the hottest thing to look at. So I'm struggling to find a way to make it less embarrassing for me. Please help XOC. Okay. See, how do you uh, do, yeah, where, when and where do you introduce the conversation? I don't think it has to be something prelim. I don't think you need to set somebody up for a cold sore because listen, like Corey, as you know, has cold sores every once in a while. And, and I will say, sorry, what was her name? What did she say? C. C. Uh, C, go Google cold sores, Lainey Gossip, because I wrote about a fucking great cold sore remedy that Corey and I found in Mexico and it like is the shit. It really has helped him. Like it speeds the recovery time. Um, so just, just on that sense of like treatment, just take a look and see if that works for you. Cause that would be great. Secondly, like they're just fucking zits. Like it's sort of like, do you have to prepare somebody like, Hey, I have a fucking big ass zit on my face. Like, just don't look at me or like, you don't have to prepare somebody for something like that. Like it is basically a fucking zit on your lip. Like no fucking big deal. Anybody who is like above the age of 13 should fucking have a grip, right? Like it's, it shouldn't be a make or break. You're not like, Ooh, you're a disgusting person. Ooh, you're dirty. You don't have to explain when you got it, how you got it. Like there's nothing to be ashamed of. And you know, as she says, there's stigma, of course there's stigma around it, but I don't think you need to make a bigger deal of it because it's not a fucking big deal. Yeah. If you make it a big deal, it is a big deal. So it's a shrug. It's like, oh, yeah, I can't kiss tonight. Yeah, look Whatever. at this fucking thing. Can't do it. But you don't even have to point to it. Just be like, you know, oh, no, can't do that tonight. It's it's so – I mean, listen, it starts with – normalization starts with you being normal. About totally. It, right? That is – that is, and listen, this is so, probably you've heard this a million times before, but it's always different when you're the person who has the cold sore. So list, like, don't think that I don't get it. I get, I get them. Um, you do? I don't get them. Yeah. I mean, I had, this is what happened. In 20, I, I've never had, I never had one my whole life. Mm. And then um, in, I think it was like 2010. So 10 years ago, um, I had my makeup done by someone who'd never done my makeup before Mm. and who has never done my makeup since and not someone we work with regularly because the artists we work with regularly are amazing. So this is like a one-off situation. I don't need to get into why. Got it. And uh, the next day or maybe two days later, I got my first cold sore. Right. It was contaminated brushes. brushes. Yeah. That's right. And since then… I have gotten them, I've gotten one maybe every three or four years. Mm. If it's a bad winter, maybe it's once every other year. Right. I had one, I don't, I can't believe you can't remember this, 
five days five days before the Oscars in 2019. Oh yes, I do remember that. Remember? Yes, and I had it for the Oscars, so I got that like nude tape. Yes, I remember that. that you and then you know our makeup artists were great and gave me a great lip, and you know we covered it up. But I understand, like you know, and for me, I don't, I don't get this get them as often as C, obviously. So I understand, like it's embarrassment, it's mortification, all of that, like especially. Uh, it's every, if you know what it feels like to have a zit on your nose, right? Like the cold sore is the same thing. So I want to be clear that even though we're giving you this advice, like normalize it, of course, like there, we understand how it feels for you inside. Um, that said, let me give you some perspective on the other side. I feel like if you're the one who doesn't have a cold sore and you're talking to somebody who does have a cold sore, trust me, the other person isn't standing there saying, oh, see, it's so gross. Oh, see, I, it's not molly, 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 molly. No, totally, totally. Yeah. Right? It's not that. It's, you might glance at it, but you're, we're all so narcissistic and self-involved mm. that immediately our thoughts go back to ourselves. T- totally. <laughs> like, you have to remember that, like, other people aren't fixating on on it the as much as you are, or like listen, like, or at all, or at all, or they see it and they're like they're not gonna judge you as a partner, right? Or they're a piece yeah. of shit if they do that. Like when yeah. Corey, I know that for sure. When I started dating Corey, he got them, um, like more often than he does now. And it's not like I would be like, ooh, you're so fucking disgusting. I'd be like, fuck, that's a fucking big one. Okay, next. Like it wasn't, it's not something that I dwelled on. And you're right. Like, I'm not going to pretend like people don't notice them. You're going to, they're going to notice them. But yeah, they're, they're, as Lainey says, they're not going to fixate them, fixate on them so much that like all they're looking at is your fucking cold sore. Yeah. It, it is what it is too, in a way too. It's like, you can't really do much about it. And Making it like this big palava is just like not the right move. And having yeah. to like sit someone down to tell them that is also no, just no, no, no. so not unnecessary. Too. Just yeah. like can't it's kiss that day. Too. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, hey, can't kiss today. So, you know. And that, l- listen, that kind of confidence is so attractive. Yeah. Totally. So, um, but look at my, is- but look at my, look at my, um, column from a few years ago because I hope that helps because it helped Corey like from getting them like once every three months to like once like a year. Mm -hmm. So take a look at that. If that helps, great. I'm going to go get some too just in case. Yeah. Because like we always have this shit. stress and cold weather and whatever and like it's not like we haven't been fucking low on stress this year. I know. Um, On that note, thanks for listening everybody. Yes. Keep your questions coming to me at Sasha at LaneyGossip.com. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave comments and reviews. Um, We so appreciate you tuning in and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.